Welcome to More Than a Budget, a podcast presented by Relational Media. Co-founders Jeff Fine Thomas, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and John Mitchell, a certified financial planner, combine the fields of psychology and personal finance to help couples improve their relationships and discover what is more important than money. We are going to be trying to answer the question, what is financial planning? We did an episode on what is psychotherapy, but today is your day, John, to tell us from your vantage point, what is financial planning? I'm very eager. Okay. Also, today is still a day that I'm <clears throat> clearing my throat a ton from the yeah. uh, cold that I'm getting over. Um, so uh, if you yeah. guys can be patient with that. So... By its broadest definition, you know, anytime somebody is helping you make a financial decision that has an impact on your future, um, there is an element there of financial planning. Um, and, and there's a lot of different professions that, that you're going to run into in your lifetime um, that deal with what I'd say is just broadly some financial impact, right, of your future. <clears throat> some of those can be um, dealing with insurance. Uh, some of those can be uh, working with an accountant. Um, certainly, um, you know, investments and things that you um, get involved with, um, any type of planning for, you know, future college expenses. There's The point is, is that don't think that only when I'm talking to a certified financial planner am I doing some financial planning. It could happen in other places. It does happen in other places. Okay. And so, you know, maybe you, you think, well, at some point in time, we'll get a, a planner, a financial planner to help us figure some stuff out. But you're making lots of little decisions all the way along um, that have an impact. I mean, anytime you buy a car, we've talked about this before in big purchases. Anytime you buy a car, if you're signing up for five or six years worth of payments, you're you're making a pretty big financial decision that's that is really hard to unwind. Okay. Right? So would you, are you saying that it's smart to find a certified financial planner? And I, I'm assuming you're going to tell us what that means. I'm, I'm going to, I just want to start with the idea that all day long we are making decisions um, either individually or as a couple that have an impact on our financial future. Okay. Now let me, let me start off with this. And you've said this before. Um, I am a financial planner, but I am not, your financial plan. Correct. The listener. And there is nothing that I'm going to say today to the listeners that they can take home and go, oh, I got some really good planning advice other than how to think about what planners do. Okay. Okay. So there is an organization called the CFP, the Certified Financial Planning Board. Okay. Um, and it's kind of like the accountancy board. So when you go to an accountant, that doesn't mean you have a CPA. The only CPAs are people who have passed the CPA board. So, which is an exam. It's, a, it's an exam um, with an education requirement um, and with an ongoing education requirement okay. to make sure that you are certified in tax and accounting and, and auditing and, and all the other stuff. Okay. But there's a, a board over that, that that keeps track of who's, who's qualified to and this hold is an, out those And this is analogous marks. to the CFP board. Correct. Okay. It's almost like it's also a little bit like passing the bar exam in, you know, in the legal field. <clears throat> so there is an organization that gives out the marks for CFPs, and one of the things that they have attempted to do is they have attempted to kind of create a system by which comprehensive financial planning is defined, okay. so that we can 
kind of all agree what it is. <clears throat> because, again, buying a car is a financial decision, but it's not comprehensive, right? Okay. Um, <clears throat> buying life insurance is a financial decision that can have a big impact, but just in that one area, it's not comprehensive. So the Financial Planning Board has gone through and lists out seven steps that they um, consider the, the seven steps of financial planning. Um, and basically, they, they run off something like this. <coughs> Understanding the client's personal and financial circumstances. Uh, number two, identifying and selecting goals. Number three, analyzing uh, current course of action. Number four, developing a financial planning recommendations. Uh, fifth one, presenting the planning recommendations. Number six, implementing those recommendations. And then number seven, monitoring and updating um, as you go. Can you tell us what this means? It means that the board has decided that, that in order to um, unify the way that planners work, mm -hmm. in order to get a reasonable quality output for clients, mm -hmm. that they want all the planners to kind of go through this system. It's like a standard of care or something like that? Absolutely. It is a standard of care. And it, and it says all of the things that have to happen in order to consider that you have done a comprehensive job of looking at where the client is and where the client's going to go and how they can get there. Okay. Now, my personal opinion is that the education process that um, certified financial planners go through is very rigorous, um, and it covers all the main areas. Okay. Uh, that a couple, most couples are going to run into in their life, whether it be investments or risk management or um, insurance, um, taxes, tax, okay, um, even estate taxes, and, and, and most importantly then, how all of those things kind of interplay. Okay. So <clears throat> the complexity isn't just that, hey, this is a lot of information to know how to use. The complexity is, is how do all these things interplay and how do you decide which thing to elevate, which one is going to be a bigger determinant of success or failure? So the problem that I have, I have a problem. You have a problem. Okay. Tell us. <clears throat> the, first, the first step of the financial planning process is listed as understanding the client's personal and financial circumstances. That seems pretty obvious, right? Sure. So our first engagement with a client, we want to get in there and figure out what it is that they want to do. And you and I have been talking for a long time. Yeah. And my experience of doing this, uh, being in the industry for almost 30 years, is that most people I come across don't know what it is that they really want. They are in a certain amount of distress when they decide that mm -hmm. they need planning. Mm-hmm. The distress can be as simple as, <clears throat> I think we've been pretty successful, but I don't know what to do next. To, we're in a world of hurt. <laughs> and please <laughs> and help us fix please this. Please help us fix this. Okay. So, you know, somewhere between those two guardrails, right? But both of them are expressing the same thing, which is we don't know what to do with all of this. They've run into their level of expertise, the end of their expertise, and they're looking for someone else to help them. Correct. More expertise. Correct. But 
the first thing that you and I are always talking about is, is how well does the couple know what it is that they both want? Remember, our core question is, how do we get on the same page? Right. And so one of the first things that I'm typically doing is I'm trying to figure out if a couple is on the same page. And more often than not, I find that they come to that first meeting not fully equipped to answer those questions. They can do a great job of providing questions about where their Social Security is heading or how much they have set aside for retirement or what they have in debt or, you know, how old their kids are or, you know, how much money do they want to give to each kid if something were to happen to them. There's a million questions that they are totally prepared to answer. And most of them have to do with the numbers. But if I ask them, do these numbers equate to comfort? Do these numbers equate to success? More often than not, they will tell me no. And then more importantly, when I ask them what does success look like um, for their family in the future, most of them can't answer that question. Okay. That's what you and I talk about on a regular basis. Correct. And I can tell you that my experience is that um, there are not a lot of planners that spend a lot of time trying to go back with the clients and try to help them figure out what is important to them. And what does success mean to them? And what is it that they need to get on the same page about? Um, and what yeah. is, you know, my, my, one of my favorite questions, what's more important than money? Yeah. And <clears throat> this is a real problem because when you think of planning just in general, you know, what is planning? Planning, good project management is I know where I want to go and... I know where I am, and so now I can work backwards and figure out what the path is to get there. <coughs> so if, if I don't know exactly where I want to go, and I'm not even really all that sure where I am right now, I might know that I want to progress. I might know that I want to understand But without knowing where I'm at and where it is that I want to go, Mm -hmm. I don't understand how planning can be successful. Mm -hmm. It also occurs to me that I I could imagine, and maybe I'm wrong about this because I don't, you have to tell me if anyone doesn't like this, but I could imagine CFPs not paying attention really to that first question that you're describing, getting to know the circumstance and what people want and instead focusing on the numbers as if they're separate mm-hmm. from the meanings mm-hmm. you're describing. Like you're asking people to define what success is and, the, and what's more important than money, and that, that helps them identify what money means to them, what the, what the purpose of that money would be. If they say, no, um, we don't have enough money, and you have to ask the question like, well, what does that mean to you? Mm-hmm. And then figure out what the answer is with them. Another way to say this would be that somebody comes in, a couple comes in, <clears throat> they've been saving for a while, and they say, the way that we're going right now with the money that we're saving, um, if we were to retire in 15 years, 
would we be able to pay our bills the way that we currently pay them, plus inflation, right, with the money that we should have when we're done saving? Now, that's an absolutely answerable financial planning question. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of us have really good software. We put in all the data, right? Mm-hmm. We make rational assumptions based on studied history. Um, we assume that things are going to stay the same unless we've been given some input from the client of known moments of change that are coming up. <clears throat> and our software can kick out an answer that says, this is where you're going to end up. Uh-huh. But even in that scenario, if I ask the client, "Are you? is this what your goal is? Is just to be able to pay your bills in the future? Is there anything that you would look back at that point looking back and say, oh, we didn't accomplish this, that, or the other? A lot of times I'll have people go, we've never really thought about this. Hmm. Now, maybe you kind of think, well, <clears throat> quite frankly, I don't need a life coach. I just need somebody to tell me if I'm going to run out of money. You know, I don't really want to get into the other stuff. But to me, and this is why it's great that the financial planning board does what it does. It gives us all a lot of autonomy to kind of figure out where we want to focus our practice area, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So some people focus their practice area on working with small business owners. You know, maybe some work with military families. Uh, maybe some work with um, people who, you know, have children with special needs. I mean, there's, there's lots of different specialization areas. But to me, um, <clears throat> the thing that seems most valuable, and it's my bias, right? But I think it's very valuable for, for families to get a sense of what it is they want to accomplish over time. You know, what is it that's more important to them than money? And then asking this core question is the way that we use our resources in alignment with accomplishing that shared goal. Um, and, and I will typically try to fish that out early, you know, if somebody is asking big questions or are you just asking money questions, just math questions? Does that make? Yeah, for sure. So um, <clears throat> financial planning does a really good job. Financial planning software does a really good job of taking as many variables as you want to throw at it, as many data points as you want to throw at it. Um, If you have rental property, if you have a small business, if you have um, retirement accounts, if you have college savings accounts, if you have 13 credit card, you know, bills, Mm, if you have a bunch of debt and you're trying to figure out, all of those things, no matter how many pieces of data you want to throw in there, we can solve. And that's, that is actually pretty cool. I mean, we all know what you can do on a spreadsheet, and this is like a great big spreadsheet, you know, kind of mm-hmm. hidden behind the curtain. With a lot of variables. <clears throat> With a lot of variables, exactly. But does that really answer the core question of what it is you're trying to accomplish as a family? Mm-hmm. Um, so <clears throat> my thing is, is that I would like couples to really be thinking about this idea of when you have arguments over money, when you start thinking about you know the way things are going well or the thing, way things are going poorly in your relationship when you think about dollars and cents, are those things because you don't have enough money or are those because that you don't have an agreement? Is it because you're both wanting to use the same dollar a different way? Mm-hmm. Or is it because there's just not enough dollars? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And that's really a core question, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see how some financial planners would focus on are there enough dollars? And others like you might focus on the more important question is, you know, is the money serving the couple? If they're having an argument about money, maybe it's important to talk about the argument and the relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think the other question is, is, you know, I think we all want to live a fulfilled life. We, we want to um, do more at the end of the month than just say we paid our bills. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to experience joy and we want to experience progress and we want to um, launch our kids well and we want them to be successful. And we use that word success like we have a real strong sense of what it means. Sure, right. And what I'm saying is, is that you need to have a strong sense of what that means. You have to define it. Correct. So my twist, I mean, financial planning is basically saying, look, let's look at where we're at. Let's look at where we want to go. And what is it going to take stepwise to get us there? My thing is, is what does success look like for us as a family? What does success look like in raising our kids? What does success look like for us as a couple? And do we share that? Do we share those ideas of what success is? And are we coming together and using our resources in a way that honors those core goals? I think you're saying something that that might be subtle, but seems to me to be very profound, which is if you don't understand what success is, if you don't understand how to define it as a couple, how to have common goals and shared values, like we've discussed in other episodes then you're coming to financial planning from a place of fear, wondering whether you'll have enough money at a certain date to pay your bills. That seems like Mm -hmm. a question that's born out of fear. I'm afraid I'm going to run out of money. Mm -hmm. You're saying that, if I'm understanding this correctly, you're saying that the important thing here is to put money in its proper place below... um, the things you as a family decide are most important to you, more important than money. Mm-hmm. Those are the valuable things in life. And that money serves as a resource to help reach those goals. That's a diff- that seems like a different um, pathway than having the goal be primarily let's get X number of dollars. Absolutely. And the reason that, that I know this to be true from experience is... <clears throat> I have seen families have sufficient funds to accomplish their financial goals and divorce. I've seen couples have significant resources to accomplish their goals and be really unhappy. And I have a hard time calling that success. Sure. I've seen couples who didn't meet their financial goals based on their planning because there was a, 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 an illness in the family. There was a job loss in the family. Um, there was unexpected financial turmoil in the family, mm-hmm. you know, call it whatever you want. Sure. And they were still happy and content and successful because they were able to, you know, kind of like your navigation system recalculate mm-hmm. and they never through that recalculation, they never lost what was most important to them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this first step of planning where the planner sits down and says, okay, what's important to you and what's your information I think we have 
glazed over that way too much. And so the way I want to wrap up today is I want to remind people that if you don't have a strong sense of what it is that you are working for, if you don't have a strong sense of what you're trying to build as a couple and as a family, that is the best investment of your time and energy if you want to figure out (coughs) how to be successful in your future it's actually defining what it is. Mm-hmm. What is it going to be? And I think we could all probably pretty quickly agree um, that money is not the most important measurement of success in life. I'm not saying that money isn't useful, but it's not the most su- important measurement of success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But each couple has got to answer the question together of what that most important or those most important things are going to be. And if you want a good financial plan, if you want a good process, you've got to be able to communicate with the professional who knows how to put all this together. Right. You need to be able to communicate what's most important. To your family. To your family. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a like, comment, or review. And tell your friends. New episodes drop weekly. Learn more about Jeff and John at relational-media.com. 